Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Happy Throwback Thursday, everybody. Happy Thursday, everybody. We are... Oh, my God, I can't believe this, Kevin. We're, like, in different locations today. We are. Rob is shooting on location in uh, Massachusetts right now. Where are you, Rob? I am uh, specifically... Located, I am in Plymouth Beach, Massachusetts, which is yeah, which which is which is where the (laughs) the rock is, the Plymouth Rock. Let you talk. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm sure you you probably have some wonderful things that you want to share with us. No, I looked you up on the map. Is all I was going to say is, and you're south of Boston. You're just a little south, and uh, I looked you up. You looked me up on a map. I Google mapped you. Does anybody have a map? (laughs) Thank you. I I missed you, and so oh, Kevin. I know. Luckily, I know where you always are, so and, I don't have to worry. You're in, and what you, remind us what you're doing in the old Plymouth Rock. I am directing uh, the Drowsy Chaperone at Priscilla Beach Theater, and it is um, a lovely company. It's very cute and adorable and wonderful, and I'm actually recording live from this cute little guest cottage. That they put uh, me into. Let the record show that I'm watching uh, my friend on Skype, uh, and there's nice white panel uh, painted <laughs> wood in the back, and it looks exactly what a cottage uh, uh, 30 minutes away from Cape Cod should look like. I'm a, I'm rustic now. I'm rustic now, Kevin. Although it's so funny, I was walking to the post office yesterday, and as I was walking, a neighbor said "Good morning." And living in New York for so long, I was like, "What the fuck do they want?" You got- you got scared. A I got a, I got a little nervous and I hid in the bushes. You thought they wanted something and they just wanted to say They just hi. wanted to say, pass on a pleasantry. But can I tell you something very exciting? Yeah. I had never been to Boston. And today, and today was my day of exploring Boston. I actually explored Boston for the first time. So if any of our listeners are in the Boston area and have any suggestions for me, please let me know. But I, I did a little Boston tour today. Oh, the history is so amazing. Yeah, that's I, I'm because growing up in California, you know, most of our history, I hate to say it starts with the gold rush, which is like the mid 1800s on. Sure. So to actually go and see where Sam Adams was buried and where, you know, Paul Revere is buried. Right. And the Freedom Trail and like you can yes, go and like, I did all that. Oh, my God. It's so great. Oh, um, I love it. With all the history that there is, though, the first thing that I did do was I went to the bar where it was the exterior for Cheers and I took a picture. That was, that was like the, that was a big it's one. 
for the me. most cliche thing that you can do. It really... And I saw that picture on Instagram <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, Rob. Wow, okay. And then and then I was like, oh, my God, there's history here besides Cheers, um, <laughs> which was great. So if anyone's in Boston has any suggestions, please pass them on to me. Um, so hey, I don't know if you saw this, but one of our listeners reached out to us and um, – it's not my favorite thing today, but I just think I think it's something that everyone should take a look at if you have the chance. Have you ever? We I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast. Have you seen Elaine Stritch sing "It's Today" from Mame? No. Okay, so very quickly, um, this was done. I think like Am a night. I don't yeah, okay, sorry. It's no no, I'll send it to you. It's from 1978. This is for everyone. Just type in Elaine Stritch, it's today on YouTube. Um, and it's her perf- singing the song at like the Varial Royal Variety Arts um tribute show. I don't know what the hell it is exactly. But anyway, um, it is like the most 70s thing you'll ever see. Uh, she's wearing like a pantsuit, like a silver pantsuit. Oh, it's so no. clear. The no. choreographer has told them every word <laughs> needs a gesture. And it's very clear that Elaine has not rehearsed separately from the dancers. So it's a right. very good performance of its today. But the the one part I want everyone to watch out for is they sort of have reorchestrated the ending of the song to like get you <laughs> to get you into a kick line. So it's like da 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 da. It's a time for kick making Mary kick and the idea and the idea is obviously what is supposed to happen when a kick line happens the audience is supposed to applaud just because they're kick lining right it's america's applause sign is what i was taught in college would you say it's america's applause sign yeah the applause sign it's like an applause sign to america like when there's a kick line, you applaud that's such a good way of putting it well so, so let me reiterate this this was in the uk and they're not applauding during the kick line. So you can watch Elaine Stritch get really pissed at them that they're not yes, that they're not applauding and she starts pushing and getting angrier at them and finally her last it's today is shouted at the audience <laughs> finger pointing at them. So she's literally like uh go and have a good day today. And she just points and yells and screams the word today. Even B. Arthur is like, boy, she doesn't want to sustain any notes, does she? Oh, wow. So anyway, watch. A uh, listener was kind enough to say, had you seen this? And I was like, I have seen it, but it was so nice to revisit it. So that's on YouTube. Elaine Stritch singing It's Today. And by singing It's Today, sort of like soapbox <laughs> on, a, on a, just yelling screaming and screaming. It. It's like it's epic theater. <laughs> it's epic theater. Um, it's the world of Brett. It. Um, on, on, a, on a slightly different note, uh, I feel like we must mention uh, Patricia Morrison, who passed mm. away, that we always wanted to talk to. We, I mean, we, we had mentioned it when we first started out like two years ago. But, we were close, you know. man. We had her phone number. I left a message. And I think she responded back saying, I'd be interested. And then I reached out to her again. I didn't hear anything back. That's, so yeah, no, so we it, lost it, that one. Yeah, But uh, she was like, what, 103, 102? 103. And I didn't realize this, but maybe you, you're going to talk about this. If you went on to, on to YouTube, she sang at a Broadway Backwards on her 90, like a, a couple of days before her 99th birthday. And she oh, sang, yeah. brush up your Shakespeare. Yeah. Isn't that great? I think that's wonderful. So I'm so sorry we lost her, but my God, what a great life she led. And I heard she was active right up until the end. So let us all have that life. Exactly. I put on my record of Kiss Me Kate in celebration of her the other day. Oh, did you really? Oh, so I'm really excited about, um, have you seen the Gwen Verdon um, uh, documentary advertisement by the Musical Theater Project? Yes, Um, I I just saw it pop up on Facebook. And very quickly, when you watch the trailer, Kevin... Are, are yeah. you are you excited by the fact that like I think the first three talking heads are three people we've interviewed? I freaked 
out. I, we were in rehearsal at, at you know New York Film Academy. We're doing a showcase rehearsal, and I stopped rehearsal because I had to show Mark Price, who I'm working with, and we <laughs> were like blown away. And I was like, we interviewed him. He interviewed. It was Leroy. It was Harvey Evans. Uh, it was Helen Gallagher, who looked amazing. She looked fabulous in that video. Um, yeah, I, I was, I was, and I just the footage alone. I'm just so excited. They're still raising funds, I guess. It's the musical theater project that Bill Rudman. Um, he has that. He, they put out the hidden treasures with like Sheldon Harnick, mm. um, Tom Jones, and Harvey Schmidt. They have one coming out next month. It's a Harbin. Um, Harbinger. Ken Bloom, Ken Bloom of Harbinger, yeah. And the Musical Theater Project is his thing. And he has like a weekly serious satellite thing that uh, you can listen to uh, mm-hmm. on uh, the Broadway channel. I but, think um, I am, I am I'm excited. So excited. And I hope they make their money. I hope they get their money. I hope they make this documentary. So, um, they, need, so they need money. Yeah, they exactly. Need money. That's what it says. And I think that's why they dropped this amazing trailer for uh, with this legendary woman. And, you know, Rob, you know, we've talked to so many people that have worked with her. And the one thing we hear over and over again is just how magical and special this woman was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, there's only so many clips on YouTube you can watch. And I think a celebration of her is in need. And I think that would be welcomed by so many people. You know, I mean, she was just as iconic in terms of coming up with choreography as Bob Fosse was. And if he wasn't able to find a muse as brilliant as her to execute. And she was also very um, influential in terms of the choreography that ended up on stage. And obviously, right. he's the he. I would say he's the most recognizable Broadway choreographer. Would you agree with that statement? Oh, oh yeah, I think so. Oh, to the masses, especially, yeah. yes. And actually, it's very interesting because I think in a couple of uh, weeks for our listeners, we haven't released it yet because we're going to have a couple of weeks of our Tony show, um, Harvey Evans, who's been in tons of Broadway uh, shows. Uh-huh. He was in the original companies of West Side Story, or the original Broadway productions of West Side Story and Gypsy and Hello, Dolly. My God, the list goes on and on. He has some really great insight into dancing with Gwen Verdon because they danced together in New Girl in Town and Redhead. So listen for that in a couple of weeks because I think that'll also help shine a spotlight on the brilliance mm-hmm. that is Gwen Verdon and uh, why she should be recognized as being as monumental as she is. Yeah. Yeah, what a lady! I, I that and check out that. Um, the, I will post it. The uh, it, it was just it's a great uh, docu. I mean, a preview of what the documentary could be. I mean, man. So God, let's get some. Yeah. It's you know what makes me so sad is there's so many wonderful projects out there that unfortunately just don't have the funding for it. I mean, we 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 talk about him a lot, but one of our guests who was one of our favorite guests but who also unfortunately passed way too young was rick mckay who did that wonderful broadway the golden age documentary series and he has two more there were two more films in the can all ready to go that picks up with the end of the golden age um and they're not being released because they don't have funding for it so it makes me so sad when you hear these things are are just out Kay ballard has a documentary about her that they can't find funding for apparently. So it's just, it's tough. It's very, very tough. So I I wish somebody could step forward, a benefactor of some sort and say, you know, here's, you know, 200,000, finish what you need to finish. I'm glad it's preserved. I'm glad it's there. I think it will see the light of day eventually. I'm just glad that it has been preserved. Yeah. And so I must say, but yeah. You, you you mean the 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 Rick McKay stuff, or do you mean all this? Yeah, stuff? just that like Rick, Rick, those interviews have yeah. been made. Like uh-huh. it exists. Like it is there. So I, I'm just you know whether or not we see it anytime soon, I don't know. But yeah, and God, and God bless Rick because he was posting a lot of that stuff on YouTube before he passed, and, right. and you know, and and so luckily all that's out there. Ay 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 ay. 
Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. <laughs> Let's throw it back. <laughs> Let's throw it. No, I'm so sorry. I don't know. So anyway, send money to these people. They're doing something brilliant and wonderful. Any other big theater news? We lost, like we mentioned, we lost Patricia Morrison. Yeah. We've done, um, the Tonys are coming up, you know, next week. And the week after, we have our wonderful Tony historian, Brian Hobgood, back with us. And we're going to discuss all the best play nominees and all the best musical nominees and all that stuff. And, and our next favorite things will be our favorite things where they do egregiously overlooked people who should have been to- nominated for a Tony this year that was not nominated. And then the week after, I think, will be categories that are not in the Tony Awards that should be in the Tony Awards. Right. And you will hear us again talking the night before in, what, two or three weeks we'll be back. And I'll hear about your rehearsals for Jazzy Chaperone in two weeks. But I'll... A wedding, a wedding, how gay, <laughs> ting-a-ling, ding-a-ling, ding-a-ling. Thank you. I'll be here all week. I, I really will show. be here all week. I, lo- I saw it five, four or five times. I loved it so much. I've... I love that show. I mean, just like side note again, I love Drowsy Chaperone. I love it so much. And the first time I saw it, because I had no idea what this was or what it was about, I have not laughed that hard in the theater. Oh my god! And the, the music started. I... The lights went down, and I was like, it was just like I lost it. So it. I thought it was so yeah. funny. Just, uh, I think the line that really got me, and I hope I can do it justice the way he does it. And he was like, he goes, can you imagine there was a time that people were sitting in a darkened theater and they thought, what if George and Ira got for us tonight? Or can Cole Porter do it again? And now it's, please, Elton John, must we continue with this charade? <laughs> and I, I lost it. I lost Wait. it. He was great. I- I haven't thought of that. Oh, God, Bob Martin. Bob Martin's a genius, man. Come back on stage again. I want to see him in something again. I told you. Well, they brought him back for Hey, Look Me Over at Encores. And yeah, but I was like, give him more stuff to do. Give him more stuff to do. He was so funny. I hope. I mean, I don't know if this will ever happen. I would think it would be so fun if there was another record in his collection that he wants to share with us. And so we did like a sequel to Drowsy Chaperone. But with the same cast as Sutton Foster and Beth Level and everybody again. Uh, yes. So, Bob, come on, that please. We want that really badly. Um, also, things that we want badly. I want your favorite thing. All right. My favorite thing is something you are very familiar with. Uh, this is the this is a first though for me. I, I discovered this favorite thing because of uh, research I did for a guest that we interviewed in the oh. last week. We. Uh, Full disclosure, we interview a batch of people usually on a day. And this was a someone we interviewed that day. Uh, and in doing research, I, I listened to this cast album and I we've talked about it. We've interviewed literally two-thirds of the people on this cast album. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I'm literally not self-serving. I found this cast album and I finally really, really listened to it. And I'm completely blown away by it. And I can't stop thinking of the songs and how ahead of its time these songs were. What, what is it? There I stand. Here (laughs) I stand with life ahead of me. Today is the first. Starting here, starting now. Can I impress you for a second? I am sitting here doing the Sunday Times crossword puzzle. Somehow the words won't come. Can you figure it me with my splendid vocabulary? Maybe I should play dumb. What's a five-letter word meaning? Here's an example. Two up, a Peruvian poison dart. Thank you. He's literally just, he's not reading anything. He had no idea, you guys. He's just is going. Yeah, starting here, starting now. Um, very quickly. I, oh, oh. I, I may throw a sh- one in that I, lo- I love. I love. Sorry. Please. She carries a torch. This is Lonnie Ackerman. 
Okay. She carries a torch. Statue of Liberty. S-T-A-T-U-E-O-F-L-I-B-E-R-T-Y. Why, 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 why? I am sitting here doing the Sunday Times Gross. What puzzle somehow the words won't come. Thank you. So you get it. She she loves doing crossword puzzles, but really caused it into a relationship, and yet she can't focus on the crossword puzzle because Bo- she keeps remembering her relationship bonus, that's ended. Bonus and points. So it just it brings it all back up again, and <laughs> and she finally has to come to terms with it. And therefore, that's why that song was written. Kevin, before. bonus points if you can tell me the name of the boyfriend in the number. Hecky. You're so good. His name's Hecky. Because <laughs> I remember thinking Hecky. Really, so, guys? Boat Hecky? to Bermuda with some ignorant, lousy crumb. <laughs> uh, so starting here, starting now is my favorite yeah, thing this week. Uh, it, it was a let me give you a little history of this um, just briefly. Um, so we were talking to David Shire like you do. Um, and he yes. <laughs> just see how I did that. Uh, uh, he you know, he met uh, Richard Maltby. And you guys, if you've listened to the podcast before, you already know this because we've had Richard on at least 20 times. Richard uh, is one of the very few guests who said, can I come back? I have more stories to tell. The only guest that ever said that. And we love Richard for that. And we talked about Miss Saigon. We talked about his career. He's, he's amazing. And he misbehaving. Um, and he's a Tony Award winning um, director and a lyricist. Um, and so – uh, but interestingly enough, they met at uh, Yale and they wanted to be, you know, write Broadway shows. And they graduated in the late 50s. They wrote shows and they came to New York. And, and you have to imagine New York City at this time. It was the world of the music man. And it was the world of, well, Hello, Dolly was 64. But, you know, it was a it was a it was a show tune era. And these guys were writing a more complex um, song and Sondheim was their mentor when they came to New York. But suffice it to say, they never had a hit. They wrote a whole bunch of shows: um, A Sap of Life, Love Match, which you've talked about because you've had you've done a lot of these shows at Fifty Four Below. Yeah. Uh, How do you do? I love you. The computer dating musical from the sixties. Can you imagine? Oh, that got a musical you. about dating in the sixties. You know that was it. Just you know they they were just ahead of their time. I really believe it. Um, and and nothing ever caught on. They never had success writing together kind of split up for 10 years. They both went their separate ways, found immense success in their own little world. A uh, little. But uh, Richard, you know, doing Ain't Misbehaving, you know, being a lyricist. Uh, David Shire won an Academy Award for the Norma Jean um, uh, movie, and he was a film scorer. Um, and so then a review was made, uh, and Manhattan Theater Club M- MTC said, hey, can we do a, a review of your songs, basically, from, from sh- your shows that never made it? Uh, and so they said yes, and um, Richard uh, put it together. Uh, you can listen up and hear about that in the previous episode. Um, but what became Starting Here, Starting Now is this: these songs. It was uh, They ran for 120 performances in 1977 at uh, Barbara Ann's. I don't know what that – do you know that venue, Rob? Barbara Ann's. It was yeah. a cabaret space. I don't even. I don't yeah, know where very, it was. Very small. If you look at the cast album, you can see like the stage is part of like this really dark album, and it kind of is like the silhouette, and looks like it's a very small stage. Around 120 performances: Marjorie Cohen, Lonnie Ackerman, George Lee Andrews. Uh, Lonnie and George uh, both were guests on on our show. Um, but outside of knowing them and talking to them, and the songs are fantastic. Yeah. I'm, Completely captivated by them. I've always known a couple of them. Like I think I may want to remember today, but they're they are stuck in my head. I'm I, I 
I'm I'm so fascinated by the fact that, uh, and even David said this as we were talking to him the other day, that there are there are little mini scenes. They are meant to be sung as like its own individual play, each little song. And this is before Jason Robert Brown did it. This is before yeah. anyone we have of, of our contemporaries that all contemporary musical theater does that today. But I want us to channel 1958 and 1960 when Wildcat was on Broadway. And these guys are writing five-minute songs that were like – completely different from what audiences were used to being um, challenged with. Uh, and so um, in 1977, I think it finally caught up. Um, and unfortunately, they haven't had a big hit on Broadway yet, but um, they had Baby and they had Big and um, Take Flight was a scene yeah. you know, outside. But um, I, I just am fascinated by their his, their skills as a songwriting team. And I really love Starting Here, Starting Now. So I think if you got to start anywhere, start there and start with Starting Here, Starting Now. And young actors, there is a treasure trove of audition songs in that. Um, you know. well, yeah, I mean, in full disclosure, when because um, we interviewed David Shire and that interview will be posted in a couple this of sound, weeks. This sounds like an ad bite, but it, I really honestly got completely sidetracked by my research on this album. And I was like, these songs are amazing. I mean, and so, so, but one of the things that David was saying to us, if you remember was, you know, he said, Oh, I, I don't know if we ever really hit it big on Broadway the way we were supposed to. And one of the things that Kevin and I mentioned to him was because Kevin and I do so much work with college age students. I don't think you can graduate from a BFA program without having done a Maltby and Shire piece. I really don't think you can. I said, so for, I said, I don't know if you guys realize it, but for a whole generation, you guys are gods. That's right. That's exactly right. It, it is a requirement of your education is, is their material. It is just a hallmark. It is exactly. And that's why it's like, oh, God, I want more. I just I, I, I just bought the sap of life of the LP, one of their first shows. Did you really? Yeah, there's a demo recording of it. And I bought it from some guy in Florida. Of course <laughs> you just, did. I'm upset because I want everything. There's not a lot of output. They, they haven't done a ton of stuff that, again, they've been so successful on their own. And yet the one I. Ironically, the one thing that they set out to do to begin with is the one thing that's kind of eluded them. And yet it's not eluded them because it has changed the lives of countless people who do this for a living and appreciate this art form. And so I, I salute them. I salute David Shire. And um, I say, check out Starting Here, Starting Now. Oh, Kevin, that is so marvelous. I think that's so good. I, lo I love Starting Here, Starting Now. I'm so happy I you mentioned you, that. And I had to look it up because I thought it was a favorite thing <laughs> like two years ago or no, something. No, yeah, I'm I know you love it and I know you're aware of it, but I just, I never knew. I mean, I wish, God, and I don't know if this will ever happen, but I so wish that a bunch of those shows that Maltby and Shire did that didn't come to Broadway, things like Love Match, things like How Do You Do I Love You, um, get recorded at some point because I've been very fortunate, I think you have too, Kevin, that we've been able to hear a lot of that score and get it, you know, only going, um, but yes, but the score is magnificent. I have to tell everyone, how do you do? I love you. I think has one of the funniest scores from the 1960s that nobody's ever heard. And I think love match has one of the most gorgeous songs, scores from the 1970s that nobody's ever heard. And luckily a lot of that stuff ended up going into starting here, starting now. Yeah. Three, maybe three, maybe four songs from each show, but yes, at least a couple. Yeah. And, but their quality, that's the thing is the quality is all there. And even when we were talking to David, he was like, Oh yeah. I remember when I wrote autumn, you know, that autumn, mm -hmm. that song that Streisand recorded, he was like, Oh yeah, I, I had two or three different versions. And, and Richard kept telling me, no, no, 
Nope. Like, I mean, they, 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 <laughs> yeah. they were meticulous with their craft, I they, guess is what I want to say. And that shows, I think, and even the stuff we've never heard, and I can't believe there's material we've never heard before. Which is amazing. Um, so I think, Kevin, I'm so happy you picked that because it's such a good choice. It's such a good choice. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bravo, uh, what sir. is yours today, my friend? Well, mine actually is uh, something that also when I was researching a couple of things for interviews that uh, I came across and I was like, oh, we should talk about this at some point. Um, and you and I actually watched some of this together. So this is um, a public access show. Uh, that no, 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 not, not my traditional public access oh, okay. shows where we're like, what the heck is happening? Um, this was a public access show, which is um, starting to resurface again on YouTube. So here's the channel you need to go to because it's a channel. The channel is S as in Sam, J as in Jack, B as in Bob, and then here are some numbers, 10014. Once again, that's S. JB10014. Um, this in, this person, this channel, is posting a lot of public access ep- episodes of a public access show called. <laughs> I think this is a good one, Kevin. Kevin's laughing. I literally just um, looked it up. The show was called Emerald City. Oh my God. Um, and Emerald City was a gay-themed public access show in the late 70s hosted by a gentleman named Frank O'Dowd. Now, the reason that I'm asking you to go to it is while a lot of the the, the public access show was specifically discussing uh, gay and lesbian issues of the time, and uh, (gasps) what's wrong? Ben Bagley. I told you about this. I told you, Kevin. Kevin doesn't listen sometimes. It's okay. Sorry. Kevin, stay, stay <laughs> with me. Stay with me. Part of it. No, you might love you more than I. Sorry. <laughs> no, I remember now watching the Michael Stewart interview with you. That, yes. <laughs> Out there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want you to be alone. <laughs> no one is alone. <laughs> Truly. Truly. <laughs> um, so anyway, so once again, so w- one of the things that I really find lo- lovely about Emerald City, it's two things. One, it's so nice to see. Um, a, a, this is post Stonewall pre-AIDS, which is such a, a small amount of time in the gay community. Um, mm-hmm. So it's so wonderful to see people celebrating their identity at this time without fear that something is going to happen to them. But the other thing that I want to talk about is it was filmed in New York City. It was hosted by a wonderful guy and produced by a guy named Frank O'Dowd, who 
sadly is no longer with us. Um, and the idea was was to to ca- uh, capture gay and lesbian life in New York City at the time. But so much of it is arts related, and so much of it is stuff that we have never seen. So, for example. There is a long episode where it's them interviewing Barbara Cook and Wally Harper on her comeback. And Fantastic. It's, and it's lots of – I don't know how they got permission to do it, but a lot of these episodes are 20 to 25 minutes of people's club acts um, filmed at like Brothers and Sisters and I think places like Barbara Ann. Um, and very raw. I love very how raw. raw it is. It's not like there's no bells and whistles. It's They're messing up. They're real. They're not precious about what they're saying. They're just being themselves. Yes, and it's, it's really, really something fantastic. Um, if you're looking for a place to start in terms of watching these things, the, the first thing I think we have to start with, like I mentioned, we have the, the, the Barbara Cook one, which is marvelous. Um, but the other one that... Kevin and I watched together and I think is so fascinating because there's not really a huge documentation of this individual. And that's Michael Stewart, the great book writer who wrote Bye Bye Birdie and Hello Dolly and was in the Sid Caesar uh, comedy room on your show of shows. Um, Mac and Mabel, 42nd. No, not 42nd. 40, no, not 42nd no, Street. No, no, no. Sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. Um, <laughs> but this uh, a score to sugar. I mean, he wrote the book to a, a well, lost score so to sugar with this, Jerry Herman. So this interview with Michael Stewart. I'm is, obsessed with this interview. I loved watching that with you. That is, was is so a, amazing. And it's and he's being interviewed by Wakefield Pool, who we talked about on a previous episode. And that rabbit hole. I mean, because you went down that documentary. <laughs> um, but but it's so interesting to hear one of the great. <laughs> book writers discuss the process. And one of the things that he brought up that I was just totally ignorant of, and if any of you have a copy of this anywhere, you must tell me and Kevin, we will do anything to get it, that David Merrick had hired Michael Stewart and uh, Jerry Herman to write a musical adaptation of Some Like It Hot, Yeah, dismissed it, um, and then hired Bob Merrill and Julie Stein and Peter Stone to work on it. And that's the version that we know, although there just was a Sugar. news article that came out called Sugar, sorry, called Sugar, that now Casey Nicola and Whitman and Shaman are, own the rights to Some Like It Hot and are going to now make a new musical but version of it. it's not based on Sugar. It's like completely different from that. It's totally different. It's that's totally right. different. So, yeah. But apparently that Michael Stewart wrote an entire script and Jerry Herman wrote an entire score for this Some Like It Hot musical adaptation. And Michael Stewart says on the interview, he goes, it's the best work I've ever done and the best score Jerry Herman's ever done. So where is this score? If anyone has a copy of this score, a bootleg, sheet music, whatever, please Send heard it, to, it. heard it. Tell us something. Um, other people that are on these episodes that pop up, we have people like uh, the, the graphic artist David Bird. We have uh, Larry Kurt, uh, the original Tony in West Side Story. Um, we also have um, this one's a little tricky for us, but God, I hope we can find a new word. Um, ben Bagley. Ben Bagley. Uh, I found it. I I'm, I'm, can't wait to watch it. Ben Bagley, I, the, the the great recording producer who did these wonderful, you know, Rodgers and Hammerstein revisited and Rodgers and Hart revisited those albums where he would have people like Catherine Hepburn on there singing, like the most random people uh, singing the most random liner, songs. I just listened to an album uh, two days ago and his liner notes are his, I wa- make mine Manhattan, uh, Ben Bagley. The liner notes are hysterical. He's nuts. He's an eccentric. I mean, you might say he's, he was a bit, Eccentric. Yes. A a, a, a wee bit. 
a wee bit. And, 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 and I will post some liner notes sometimes so you can see what I mean. Collectors, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but uh, I, I'm obsessed with him because I think he was such a personality that um, I miss that kind of personality. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's. Uh, I think we all miss people, personalities like that. So my, my thing, as I said, it's called Emerald City. Um, and the people that they interview on there are fantastic. Oh, somebody offered, there's an interview with someone named Marie Blake, who was once Billie Holiday's rehearsal pianist. Um, and it's, and it's just, anyway, so I'm, I'm going to go and start babbling now, but it's, it's really fantastic. Once again, the show is called Emerald City. It's a public access show, not to be confused. I think there was a show on NBC called Emerald City recently. Um, it's not the same thing. And the, the channel that you're looking at once again is S as in Sam, J as in Jerry, B as in boy, one zero zero one four and get lost down that rabbit hole. Just a quick little warning. It depends on, you know, how prudish you are. There's a lot lot of commercials on the public access show for bathhouses <laughs> and gay vacations and and it was the, the 70s you see, you it see was the 70s you see some rear ends you see some rear ends so Ooh, I, so I, do, I don't i don't know if it's something that you'd want to play in a classroom without taking a look at it first but anyway uh, it's a wonderful encapsulation of a time that's really really gone by because one the aids crisis took so many of the people that are being interviewed but two Finances and the economy took so many of these great cabaret spaces away from us, so we don't really have a live record of them. So I think it's a great exploration of that. So mine this week is Emerald City Television. Amazing. Mine is starting here, starting now. Guess where I'm going to go, Kevin? Where are you going to go, Rob? I am going to do the Sunday Times crossword puzzle somehow. The words (laughs) won't come. Uh, Which I think is great because... Richard Mulpey told us he's a huge crossword puzzle enthusiast. Still does him. Still crazy about him. You know what he was telling me during baby rehearsal? What? He can sit down and look at the Sunday Times crossword puzzle, figure out the answers without writing anything down. In his mind, he sees the answers um, in the puzzle without writing it down. And then once he's done the entire puzzle, then he goes in and just fills in the answers. Sorcerer. He's a sorcerer. That's crazy. He is a sor- get away from me, sorcerer. Get away. Get away from me, sorcery. Richard Malpe, you wizard. <laughs> um, but yeah, but you'll hear more about starting here, starting now, when we listen to David Shire's interview in a couple of weeks. Indeed. So we will be back in a couple of weeks um, doing this because next week and the week after are getting ready for the Tony Awards Tony on time. June 10th. Oh my God, really quickly, you know what I forgot to tell you? I saw what? three. T- I, th- I saw three tall women. <gasps> it's brilliant. What? It's brilliant, it, it, Kevin. It was, it was it was special. It's so good. Do whatever oh, you, you have to you do to get a get ticket. That excited. That's amazing. Okay, it's, awesome. The acting is incredible, but Glenda Jackson. Oh my god. Oh, oh my, my god. Oh god. Oh, oh amazing. Can't wait. It's going to be I'm I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I sat in the back. I paid like $150 for my seat. I would pay it three times over to watch her performance again. She wow. is a genius to watch on stage. We all know she's a brilliant film actress. You have to see her on stage if you've never seen her on stage. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, Amazing. All right, my friend. I will see you right. in a couple of weeks, but next week, right. Tony time. Tony Bye, everybody. everybody. Bye. Bye. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.